Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible and pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truth and scripture. And this episode is kind of a continuation from last week in some ways, talking about how do we actually move forward. And we talk a lot about what it means to guard the heart, guard your mind, and how those things are connected. So we are really glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey Kara. Hi mom. Hey, we're going to talk about something fun today. Oh. At the heart. Really? The heart. I think it's always fun talking to you, Mom. Aw. <laughs> okay, it's my birthday. Or close to it. Just no, it is there. your birthday. Well, actually, today it is my birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if they believe us, but I know, <laughs> today seriously. it is your birthday. Happy uh, birthday I, thank to you. Thank you. That was okay. <laughs> oh, okay. dear. Well, if you're still in this conversation uh, and still listening to us after that I thought it was beautiful. beautiful birthday song, thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. But I just wanted to think, it was from the heart, it was. I'm sure. Yes. It was. My heart was pure. And That's right. And I just want to kind of continue our conversation we had last week about how do we move forward? How do we know that we're doing the right thing? How yeah. do we I think it was like how do we yeah, like know like hearing God's voice and mm-hmm. yeah, I know we talked a lot about like moving forward and how to hear God's voice in order to move forward. Like I felt like last week's conversation was good maybe motivation of like, okay, yeah, let's move forward. But then it's kinda like, okay, how do we do that? What is that like what does mm-hmm. that really mean? At least that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what I want to talk about today. And as the other people are pulling up a chair and writing down Matthew 15 and thinking about what does that have to do with the heart and the fact that Jesus was actually condemning the Pharisees, that he was actually calling them out on the carpet kind of thing because their actions were acted like they were moving forward. They're, they looked religious. They were doing all the right things. But Jesus says, you know, you look on the outside we sometimes look at people and we think, oh, they just got it all together. But God looks at the heart. And so to move forward, truly to move forward, often we think it is our actions. Now, ironically, our actions does reflect, because it's called the fruit. Yes, which, I was just about to say, you know, yeah. Yeah, it does reflect a lot of what's going on. In reality, we can do all the right things, and as far as people that are looking at us, think, oh, you've got it together. You're so spiritual. You're so godly. And this is what was going on with the Pharisees. Uh, they were, you know, considered the shepherd of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to lead them, and they were leading them astray because they were very selfish, and they were putting way too much emphasis on what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So could the opposite be true in that, Like sometimes it can seem like the Pharisees were doing quote unquote good things, but their heart was far from them. They're doing it in vain. It was all about themselves. Mm -hmm. Could the opposite be true that if it seems like someone is not doing, I don't mean like doing evil things. I just mean if it seems like someone is maybe not doing things 
that doesn't necessarily mean that their heart is far from him either, correct? Well, that's the whole point of what I'd like to talk about because only God knows what the heart really is going on. I think we often judge people, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know. Well, there are fruits that you look at the fruit. Yes, that's yeah. But I think often we judge people and think that they're so far away, God. And in reality, they may be in a spiritual warfare. They Mm -hmm. may be struggling. There may be more going on. Yeah. And and we don't know that. And so what is so ironic is that God wants to remind us that He looks at the heart. He is our motivation, is why we do what we do. Often we do things that we feel like it's the right thing to do only because it's the right thing to do, but our heart's not really in it. And for instance, Jesus, when he was talking to the Pharisees in uh, Matthew 15, he really does really get in on their case because he was saying to them, you think what goes in the body through the stomachs, what you're eating, because they were like, they wouldn't defile themselves with mm-hmm. what they considered unholy food. And he's saying, you're, you're so concerned about what you're eating. And don't you know that just what you go in, it just goes into the stomach, it comes out. But it says, but it's what goes in the heart. That's what defiles. What's in the heart of person is what defiles a person. And, you know, one of the commandments, the greatest commandment, actually, is you should love the Lord your God with all your heart. And so there's this heart issue that God is consistently talking about be careful to to guard your heart, to watch after your heart. To and that guard means it's like sitting guard. Literally, it was it was a term that was like a soldier, like watch over your heart. And a lot of things that we've talked about this so often is a lot of things that deals with our hearts and c- keeps us from moving forward is what we think, is how we think, is those mindsets and things that we put on our minds. But that does affect when we're thinking things. And if we are not looking and, and thinking things that are godly, mm-hmm. we're, our heart's going to follow. Tell me if this is wrong. Because I think our hearts and our minds are both very powerful. Very, very powerful connected. and very connected. Mm-hmm. And yes. we can't help what comes into our mind, but we can help what stays there. What stays. That's right. And... Where our hearts come into play is what it stays in our mind affects our heart, correct? Mm-hmm. I know it's probably way more complicated in like a spiritual sense, but to really simplify it, because I do think sometimes it's like the mind and the heart, and they're both super important, mm-hmm. and the enemy mm-hmm. goes after both of them, and we, our fruits do come out of our heart, and I think also how we think, you know, it's in our mind. right? But I do feel like, it's almost like in order to change our heart, we have to, there's an element of changing our mindset, correct? That is correct. But I do want to say this, because it, you're right. You're absolutely right in the fact that we, you know, can't help sometimes what we think. But we sometimes overthink. You ever heard of that, Kara? No, I would never overthink. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we, we don't reject the things that come in our mind that we know is a lie. We know it is totally not of God, and we know that because we start to feel condemned. We start to feel like we're worthless, and we there's just things that come in our head. Yeah, like we can accept things that come into our mind, and even if they're not true. And I think that's where that's what I'm saying is like 
thoughts will just come into my mind. I mean, classic, mm-hmm. I'm a very analytical thinker, but, but I can't always control what comes into my mind because I think about a lot of things, but it's it's really getting a hold of what stays there, what I mm-hmm. you know, mull over, what I am like. It's a choice. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. the, there's a choice there, but I think I'm like in the heat of this. I mean, I think a lot of us are in different seasons because we always have thoughts in our hearts, but I'm really having to do this, practice this right now, I feel like with where I'm at. And so I'm like, I'm just thinking of, you know, with where my heart's at, my heart is having a hard time and how I'm, how I kind of get control over that a lot of times does start with what I'm thinking of or how I'm thinking about something or, you know, whatever. Well, I would say 99.9% of the time, what you think will be a direct effect on your heart and how you feel. And then that feeling will take a direct uh, effect on what you do. And so I do think, say that we were talking about the Pharisees, they were so prideful. So they thought they were the shepherds of the, the Jewish people and that they were going to control them. And they did it in the wrong motive. They did it to satisfy their own needs. They just, the power, control. And so Jesus came to say, well, you are no longer going to be the shepherd of my, of the, my people. I'm now in the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. Because of the motivation and why they did it. Yeah. Well, they were wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes. But Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. Yeah. He called them, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't kind to them he because he knew their heart and you know there are often when Jesus went the woman that was caught in adultery and he just stops and he starts writing he knew what they were thinking and he knew what was in their heart we're not God and so that's where we have to say you know based on the fruit or based on what I'm seeing I see that their heart's not right with God and and the danger of that is that sin, as we talked about last last week, sin never sits still. So you don't stay in that place. You're moving either back to healing or you're moving toward more brokenness. And so I think what is is the danger is is like, well, I just have a heart issue. Well, that's that's not a, a big issue. Something to applaud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, but we have to realize if we're going to move forward, we have to protect our mind as well. So, well, we have to get our heart right. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you, this whole week has just been this thing of, for me, it's been like, why do we keep applauding people's bad behavior? Why do we just make excuses for them? Well, you know, they didn't have a good example. Or, or, and, and it may be true as well that someone isn't as spiritually mature, understanding the truth of God's Word, and, and we do have to take that into consideration. But once somebody's been told over and over again, there comes a time when God is like, no, you already know the truth, but you're not applying it. And you've heard me say a thousand times, you know, God's truth is always true. But until it's applied, it doesn't become our reality. And so we're not set free from it. We're not, we're not brought life because God's Word does bring life. And so I think one of the dangers of being this, you know, I just have a trouble with my mind or I just having a really difficult time keeping my mind from going places it shouldn't go 
and we're like, oh, okay, I know that's really a, really a week. So, I, and, and and I understand. I'm not underestimated. It could be a blind spot. It could be a weakness. I'm not saying that. Well, I actually am saying that because eventually it's no longer a blind spot when someone's told you and God has sent truth to you over and over again. If we're not careful, we'll become, as Scripture calls it, dullness, the dullness of the heart. And that's where this heart begins to get hardened. And you can see this. I I see it all the time with people that have heard the truth and heard the truth, and they've made such an excuse for their unbiblical, ungodly behavior that they've, you know, either put it, well, this is just the way I am, or this is all I know, or this is a, a blind spot, or this is a weakness, this is a struggle. We can we can pull that card every so often, but eventually we have to come to the realization, because God's going to hold us accountable. No, you know the truth, but you're not applying it. And that's what James, the book of James is, like, you, you know, clearly is a letter from James saying, don't just talk about what your your faith or what you should do, start living it. And the dullness of a heart is extremely, is extremely a dangerous thing. And I think that that's what God called the Israelites. He called them stiff neck. You know, yeah. they were hardened their hearts. I was thinking as you were talking how all growing up in the church, I hear guard your heart, guard your heart. And it's like, what does mm-hmm. that even mean? Mm-hmm. And, does it and mean? yeah, it's like, I, it just was a, one of those phrases that just kind of like fell flat to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's that picture of guarding your heart of it being like, we need to protect what goes into our heart and we need to protect right. how things operate within, you know, what we're guarding. Because I think a lot of times what we tend to do is we let what's in our heart or in our minds fester. Like we let it sit there and we don't really either get control of it ourselves of like thinking like, no, like I'm not going to think that or that's not true of God or that's not true of who I am or that's not, you know, or whatever. Or we don't surrender it under the rule and power of the Holy Spirit to say, because a lot of times we need his help to get, you know, mm-hmm. to not think something or to not feel something or have him heal something or, you know, like we, Absolutely. I would think nine, 99.9% of the time we need the Holy Spirit's help in this. But I think that's a lot of times what happens is, I think that's part of protecting it is not just letting whatever comes into our mind. And I think that's where a lot of times this hardness can come is because we've let almost like we've let things sit there too long without the healing Mm -hmm. touch or without the powerful touch of the Holy Spirit to bring it to life, to feel it. And, and I, I don't, I, I know you would agree with this, but it's, it's not an easy or fun thing at times. Cause a lot of times, especially if it's been sitting there for a while, it's going to be painful (laughs) to bring it. And it's obviously not to bring it up just to like, to feel it, but it's to, so that God can heal it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, when you're guarding your mind, you're guarding your thoughts. I remember my dad used to say, you know, a bird can fly over your head, but you don't have to let it build a nest in it. Yeah. And I think that's what this is, is that your thoughts are coming and you have to, you know, be careful in what you think and and line up your thought patterns. Is this from the Lord? Is this of God? And a lot of ways that we can know if our thoughts are from God is if 
it is producing faith or if it's producing hope, the fruit of the Spirit? Is it, you know, maybe a thought that, oh, I shouldn't do this or I need healing in this area? Those may be painful thoughts or thoughts that have been, you know, a, a past wound or hurt. But it's always brought in there with the goal of healing, not to stay there in your misery and not allow this hopelessness to overflood our minds. Because Paul says, whatsoever, whatsoever those things that appear holy, think of those things. So when you're thinking about, oh, I'm just a terrible person, why do I keep doing what I keep doing? You know, if you stay in that thought, Pattern, you're just going to beat yourself up. Yeah. But if you're like, here I am, God, again, here I am. I'm at this place again. I, I don't want to be at this place again in my mind. And so I repent of that. Mm-hmm. Then that's guarding it. So when you're guarding your mind, it, like you said, it is like a warfare. And I was thinking about, and I turned to Ephesians 6, where it talks about, you know, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood but that Mm -hmm. we are in a spiritual warfare. And it talks about the spiritual forces, you know, of evil, that they're coming against us. And so with the goal of separating us from a personal, intimate relationship with God. And so it has put on the the helmet of salvation. In other words, remind yourself, put in your head, that helmet goes on Mm -hmm. your head. So when you do with the whole armor, it talks about, you know, your heart, which would be, you know, the breastplate of righteousness. But this helmet is to guard your mind, is to protect your mind, that you're saved, you're a child of God, and that this person who you are fighting for may be a pattern of the old you before you were a believer, but now you're not. You're a new person. And so that's a way of protecting our hearts and guarding our hearts and and having this heart toward God is it, it will always start with the mind. And if you feel like God's against you, if you feel like God's punishing you, then you have a wrong view of God. You have those thoughts. Your heart's going to turn away from God. Mm-hmm. If you feel like a failure, if you feel like you haven't measured up to what your standard is or what you thought you're supposed to do, you keep those thoughts, it's going to affect your heart and you're mm-hmm. going to feel sad. And you said, you know, today, you said, I have a heavy heart. I have sadness. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about a heart that's not trusting God. Yeah. Well, it's going back to the verse you read in Matthew. It's people who, like the Lord is who softens the heart. I think there's uh, a passage in Isaiah. I don't know exactly where it is, but it talks about the heart of stone. Or maybe it's Ezekiel. I don't know. It's one of those prophets. <laughs> but it talks about it talks about a heart of stone. But I think, I don't know what the verse says exactly, but it's just the point of like the Lord is who softens our heart. And I think going mm-hmm. to him with even with the hardness. I mean, because I have had a hard heart before and going to him and say like, I'm upset with you about this or I mm-hmm. am having a hard time trusting you with this or this is not, I don't know, whatever, you know, ugliness or darkness or I don't know, pain, whatever has been in my heart, like going to him with that and he like allowing him to soften our heart. And I think that the thing I was thinking of is kind of going to this verse is this is like the one time we're being, being like self, like selfish. It's not being Aware. selfish, mm-hmm. but it's like focusing on your own situation. Or because we all, yeah. yeah, like we all need a well, not even self awareness. But this is the one time where it's like okay 
to be focused on yourself <laughs> and not focused mm-hmm. on anyone else because you don't know what's going on in someone else's heart. And I think that's also what this verse is saying is like, we all need to protect our own hearts. And I feel like that's a big enough job in and of itself. So don't be worrying mm-hmm. about, you know, these other people's hearts. Don't be like bringing your heart to the Lord and working and allowing him, like working with him mm-hmm. and allowing him to like, to do that, you know, transformative power. And I think the reason I'm, and this is, you could look at it as, as like, oh, this is why I don't want to soften my heart. But the reason I think my heart is heavy and sad is because I am like feeling what is in my heart so that it doesn't get hard. Mm-hmm. You're entering into this knowing what's going on and, and being aware of what's going on in your heart, not to stay there, but to be aware in there. And you're right. What you were talking about is in Ezekiel, actually, verse 26. And, and God said to the Israelites, and I will give you a new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules, and you shall dwell in the land of the fathers. And and I think one of the things that you are correct and that you know you need to pay attention to the tension. You need to pay attention to what's going on in your heart, because if you don't, it doesn't mean it's going to change. And this is something that the, only the Holy Spirit can really quicken you. Only God can change your heart. Right. Well, that's what it, yeah, that's what that in Ezekiel is saying. It's like God is the one. And I think that's what the Pharisees didn't do. Like they weren't allowing God to. No, they wanted to be God. Yeah. And, and then, the, you know, they were, everything that they were doing that seemed spiritual or that seemed religious was all coming from this hardness where it's like God's, Jesus is not interested in that. And I think that's the lovingness of him where he, he knows the life of bondage that that is in the life of, you know, the people that we, I would say, if you like thought of people in your life where you're like, man, like they are, whether you like see the freedom or see the light through them or see Jesus through them or, you know, like I'd be willing to bet that they are operating out of, you know, a heart of flesh, this like that softness of like letting. And I do think kind of going back to even what, why we were talking about this is like moving forward because I'm thinking of, you know, my own situation right now, like I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to move forward. And mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't look like a productive moving forward in terms of externally. But I do think that I'm being productive and moving forward because of the work that I'm doing internally. Like I'm giving the Lord mm-hmm. my heart as best I can so that I don't become hard and so that I, so that I can move forward. And you know, Let's go back to the Pharisees, and then I want to go back to Ezekiel. But okay. <laughs> the Pharisees, well, the Pharisees, they were just, it was all about what they appeared to be. It was, it wasn't, it was just all for show. Mm-hmm. And Jesus knew it. And no, and the other people, the Jewish people didn't know it because they were supposed to be, it would be like a pastor, it'd be like a yeah. preacher, or someone on television. It was like, wow, they really love God. You know, are they really close to God? It could be your small group leader. It could be any, it could be me. But Jesus looks straight to the heart, and he's like, you're, you're judging these people, and you're putting them on a pedestal, but I know their heart, and it's really all about them. And again, I want to emphasize, only God can mm-hmm. judge and know the heart, and only God can change the heart. But if we're to move forward, we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and guiding and leading us and protecting our mind, making choices of, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to. I'm not going to dwell on this. Yes, 
you have to kind of think about some things, and yes, you have to deal with some things. You can't live in fantasy land where <laughs> I tried to live. I do love many it there. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, but you cannot do it, and you have to sometimes embrace. Here's where I am. Yeah, but you don't stay there, but you go to the Lord, and and, and this thing I love because I'm reading Ezekiel now, and I I can tell you, Kara, you I put a highlighter. I got me a yellow and Ezekiel. Yes. Okay. And I underlined every time that God said, and I'm going to do this because I'm going to show you I'm God. I'm going to do this so you'll know that I'm God. And I think even with us today, Jesus wants to show us, I can change your heart. I can give you a a new heart. I can give you new desires. I can give you a desire to be obedient to me. I can give you a desire to want to do and glorify my name. I can do that. And I think he wants us when we're, you know, going through these hard times, like, you know, like you're like, I'm I'm trying to move forward. Mm -hmm. God wants you to move forward more than you want to move forward. God wants me to move forward more. He doesn't want me to stay here in this mud. He he died to raise us out. We've got an inheritance. We're, you know, we're victorious. We're in Him, and we have the power to overcome. But if we think we're defeated, if we think we're not worthy, if we think we, well, this is just the way I am, or this is just, this is my weakness, you're never going to, to really grab hold of what God you know, has for us. And so I think that to move forward, yes, is to start with your mind and guarding your thoughts and making sure that you're thinking like God would want you to think truth. You'll begin to see truth and you'll begin to feel truth and you'll begin to feel that presence and it'll be your your heart will begin to change. It'll soften. The flip side of that is if you don't guard your heart, if you don't make a choice, if you continue to say, well, I'm just hurting, I'm just hurting, I just got to stay here, you know, and, and nobody knows how long a person really needs to stay there to mourn. But if you, you know, just continue to stay there and not move forward and just say, that's just the way I am, and that's how, and, and, and sometimes, Kara, if you always do what you always do, you get what you always got. Yeah, and if you want to stay and be in misery, then I guess God will let you. Not you personally. I'm yeah, just yeah, no, no. People. Yeah, well, I think it just all boils down to being surrendered and with humility. Mm, it is. I mean, because as someone who is mourning right now, I feel like I can tend to beat myself up over like, oh, am I like living how God wants me to live right now and all that? But I have like so much going on in my heart right now that I do think that He has grace of like you're moving forward doesn't always have to be, you know, like I'm going and like changing the world right now. I think moving forward is just wrestling with my heart with the Lord so that he can heal it. And I think, but I think that's like the surrendered humility of God, whatever you want to do in my heart, you know, like whatever you want, Mm -hmm. like kind of just whatever you want. I think it's the, thy will be done, but Mm -hmm. in turn, instead of it looking outward of whatever you want externally, but it's also internally, like whatever you want to be done in my heart. And if I need to stay in this morning, you know, for a little bit longer to, so that I can move forward in the future. And I'm, when I say move forward in the, forward in the future, I mean like externally, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's just kind of like whatever God wants, I guess. Yeah. And like giving him our heart. Right. We talked about this lamenting 
you know, lamenting is alasans. Lamenting doesn't mean you don't trust God. Protecting our hearts goes down to the issue of do I trust God or do I trust myself or do I trust, you know, or do I think God is not for me, God's against me, and I'm putting my thoughts only on these horrible view of God. And and the other day I was just like reading and 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 I was immediately went straight to Revelation about you know, worthy are you, O oh God, to receive power and glory. And I realized, you know what, God, you're on your throne and I'm trying to dethrone you. I'm trying to sit in your seat. And those thoughts of the reason that I got to that place was when I didn't guard my thoughts, when I started to think that God was not in control, that look what's going on and look what's happening. And, you know, God, it doesn't look like you're in control. It's like I am in control. I don't care what it looks like. And it's just those being very careful. And that's where that surrender is. A surrender heart is what God wants. And he knows, though, that that surrender heart will not come if the mind is not set on them, if the eyes are not set on him, it just will not come. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we, we go to what our eyes are set on, and when I say eyes, I'm thinking about our minds and how we see things and how we view things. And then our heart, you know, will follow. And then what we do would be the thing. But remember when I was talking about Ezekiel, all the things that God was saying to the people, all, and, and in Israelites, you know, all the Jewish people, all the, you know, when they were coming out of Egypt, I just want you to know that I'm God. Just trust me. Just trust me. And I think that that is how you need to protect your heart. God, am I trusting you? Do I believe that you're in control? And those are those thoughts, and that's how you guard, I think, your mind. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.